Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Wendy Papazan. I'm Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Via Williams. Today, we're going to talk about maybe the thing stopping you from hiring somebody right now when you really need someone. And that is how to train people when you have the patience of an act, which I'm not even sure I have the patience of an act. So here's the thing. Here's here's a fun fact about Via, as, as I talk about myself in third person. So we take these like behavioral assessments, you know, and literally the one thing that rules my life and it's the number one driver of how I act is my impatience. My impatience is in the top 0.0001% of the population. So I'm a nightmare. Like ladies, like <laughs> I I am a nightmare. Like when I'm training someone, I'm physically like biting my my mouth. <laughs> it's hard. It's it hard. is hard to bring it's somebody hard. up alongside you. It just and you're like, how do I dump my entire contents of my brain into your brain mm-hmm. and can I do that? Well, today? you just also forget. Please. You forget all the things that you learned along yes. the way. Yeah. You don't know what you exactly. don't know. Yes. Exactly. Well, yeah, there's, there's actually, it's funny you should say that, Sarah, because there's, there's four stages, right, of mastery, you know? And, mm-hmm. and the first one is you don't even know what you don't know. We call that unconscious mm-hmm. incompetence, right? And the second one is, okay, you know, you know what you don't know. You're aware of where your deficits mm-hmm. are. That's called conscious incompetence, right? And then the third mm-hmm. one is, I know what I know. I'm in it. I, I'm still kind of, you know, focused consciously on the tasks and, and whatever. And then the fourth one is unconscious competence, which we would call mastery. And that's when you're just so good at something, mm-hmm. you don't even know what you do anymore. And so mm-hmm. I find that what makes training hard is you have to go from step four, unconscious competence, back into step three, mm-hmm. conscious so competence. Mm-hmm. So you, you have know, to just be aware. Yeah. Well, well and what's interesting too is that training is very different than teaching, which a lot of us like. Yes, teach. Wendy. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. Yes. But yes. most of us don't like training because it requires you to slow down, like Via was saying. So, yeah. And requires yeah. like a step by step, which most of us are more in, like, just like this podcast, we're more focused on the mindset or like the big picture thinking of it. And then you fill in the rest of the holes. So, yes. Yeah, totally. Well, I think mainly, mainly all of us are like, well, Here's what you do. Just do it. Figure it out. Okay, let's yeah. go. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is not true training. Yeah. Yeah. So I today know. we're going to talk about what makes training successful, which I'm mm-hmm. I'm actually super excited about because this is a an area in my organization where I know we can need uh, use some work. And I know it's an area where I can use some work myself. So I'm pretty excited about the topic today. Yeah. And we're also going to go over some hacks, Wendy, because when you're as impatient as me, you know, I I have had to learn how to adapt, right? So I I feel like I can help with some things. I have a staff of about, you know, 50 people that I help oversee and about um, 1,650 agents, you know, and so um, I've had to kind of get purposeful on this topic. And, And in fact, it's interesting because the reason I thought this was a good topic is I have so many real estate agents. And again, that that's the industry we're in right now. But I have so many real estate agents, almost every agent I know that's really busy coming to me for coaching saying like, I want to hire someone. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm overworked. I'm overwhelmed, but I don't have time to train them. I mean, that, that that's the number one problem blocking them from hiring someone, right? So ladies, here's, here's a couple things that I think we can kind of use to to jump into this from a mindset perspective, right? 
And that is, and this is an affirmation that I'm saying to myself, right? Training is a process, not an event. So, you know, I always, right? Story Mm -hmm. of my life. Good self-talk, good (laughs) self-talk. So I'm like doing the Zen moves with my hand, if you could see me, to like the, who's Prabha? But Um, I'm already feeling like the stress and the impatience just talking about it. But so what I mean by that is like, it's not like two hours, boom, baby, we're done. Like, yeah, you know, yes. it's it's like this whole process, and you know, depending on what the role is, if it's an ops role or an admin role or whatever it is, I just want. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to lead this off with that mindset. And just to be clear, Via, what that means is, many of us think we do spend two hours with someone, and we're like, train them, check, okay, and then they come, you know, two mm-hmm. hours later with with a question, <laughs> and we're like. Like, I just went over that with you, right? And then we I get told to you that. that. Didn't yeah. you get that the first <laughs> yeah. time? I didn't ask you, you to do it at all. It. Yeah, I mastered it. <laughs> Are you seeing inside my brain yeah. right now? You just totally went inside my brain. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yes, because to be clear, although you may be the queen of impatience, Via. I would uh, guess Hmm. that all four of us are quite impatient. Oh, I would guess we are not just us four, Wendy. I would guess half of our listeners are (laughs) nodding their heads right now. (laughs) Not more. Okay, so, so guys, let's jump into the meat of it here. What makes training successful? Yeah, so I think that for me, and again, you guys feel free to poke holes, you know, jump in here a bit. But for me, I've seen a lot of people talk about this, right? I've read articles, listened to podcasts. And I think that for me, a fundamental DHB on this, you know, deeply held belief is that this has to work and be effective. It has to be structured, Wendy, for the organization, not each individual hire, because they need to fold into your organizational way of training, not vice versa. I'm not saying it can't be adapted. And I, I'm not saying we don't pay attention. But you guys, if you're building a business, do a training program, whatever that looks like, that works for your business. Hire people who can adapt to that. Don't adapt to every single individual hire. That's not scalable. That's going to drive you insane, right? Well, and, and have some confidence around what makes your organization work. Because it's going to be different. If you go into each of our organizations, it's what makes our organizations work and successful are going to be different things. And so have confidence Mm -hmm. when you're training that, hey, you know what you're doing and what works within your system and within your model. And it doesn't, it really doesn't matter what works in others. I know that sounds weird, but it doesn't matter what works in others. Have confidence in terms of what works in your organization. But I think the better you get, the better you get the training down into a system. And and I would say, you know, that all of us are working hard on that. And that's a continual evolution. But the better you get that down, that really becomes your secret sauce for how quickly you launch people into success. And so if you really want people to get up and running quickly, it's going to be the quality and intensity you put into systemizing your training that will actually see the back end results on that. Yeah. Yeah. And and remember too that. Uh, some of those intangibles like mindset, values, other characteristics that aren't necessarily tactical things, culture, those are all a process, right? Again, it's not something that you can hand someone in a binder 
and have them read over their lunch break and assume that it's completely assimilated. So particularly the, the, the mindset, um, especially those of us that have been inside Keller Williams for any length of time who uh, find no problem with thinking bigger, wanting more, being learning-based, all of those things that are very integral to our company aren't things that always come naturally to someone. And so it's almost it's almost your mindset. Uh, obviously, you want to hire someone with the with the right fundamentals of their mindset, but it's you know for sure a process and it's almost like through osmosis you know it's like training after training after training and surrounding yourself with other people people's mindset is going to get in the right place and we take that for granted i think especially for those of us that have been here for any well, we time. also just i mean we underestimate we underestimate it like 100% like for example just what's going on in my world is our main dc metro team conversion on appointments is like double the conversion of our locations and for some reason, I totally underestimated that my DC Metro agents have been in our training and system for eight years, eight years, right? And then you have a new new team come in that's learning it from the from scratch. And it's like, shame on me for thinking that like those eight years meant nothing, right? And, and like the new team should be right up to, on par with like the uh, team that's been there eight years. And so like, just don't, it takes time and we for sure take it for granted. Any training we've had, we take it for granted and we need to make sure that we don't sort of impose that on the people we're training is that they're starting at square one, just like when we started at square one and what we didn't know. And so have grace. Let's move into some tactics on that, Sarah. I just think it's important that we we get specific. So a couple, and then just jump in, ladies. A couple of things that that I think are really important. Don't forget soft skills and hard skills. So, you know, some people just make the mistake of training on the programs and whatever. Don't forget to let people observe you. Don't forget to let people hear you on the phone. I put new agents as an example on speakerphone so they can hear how I talk to, you know, clients, not just the sort of the content hard skill of it, but you know, what does that sound like? And then what I try to do is go back into conscious competence and and talk them through, hey, you know, while this is fresh, this is why I said what I said in the future, when you hear this, it's a trigger to say this, you know, and whatever. The other thing I recommend on tactics is that we set you work backwards and you say, okay, what are the the big what is what's the top 20% of their role? Because remember, if you've listened to our other episodes, they have spent you have spent the upfront time on Claire. So you have clarity of the role, you have clarity of what they're accountable to, work backwards, right? And then do milestones. So if you want them to completely, you know, own your database as an example, right? First step would be they have to learn your tech, your CRM, right? Second step is they would have to learn content and what they're sending out or, you know, whatever your steps are, and then back into those milestones. I think for me, what I found via, and I, and I love that, is the first step is actually explaining why. Like, why, mm, why is a CRM that. important? Love that. Like, do big picture and then you dive into like, then go, they go very mm-hmm. small. So smart. Very, very small. Mm-hmm. The big, per- when they understand mm-hmm. the why, they're listening so much more. And before we would go small right away and then they didn't understand the end result. And then that would come back as feedback of like, if I would have known that from the beginning, I would have understood what we were working towards. And so sort of start with the end in mind, explain that to them. Explain why this is important and then go really small in terms of the explaining. I would also say in addition to explaining the big why behind that, we also set the stage for what a top performer looks like. 
as a part of their 20%. And so we, we set their training then to train them aggressively towards being the top performer right away. So instead of baby stepping it up, we step it big and then can scale it back if we have to, but we actually set it really big. The other thing that we do is we call it the I do, we do, you do. And that's what Vio was talking about and moving through the four stages, but that that's what we call it. And so when we're in the middle of training, it's a, I'm going to do it with you by my side, but I'm going to do it. Then we are going to do it and we'll co- co-train on this. And then you're going to do it and teach me um, because a lot of times the best way to learn is to teach. And so we use a lot of that. I do, we do, you do. Yeah. I love that. And then we just want to make sure that we've hired the right person for the right job. I know Mm -hmm. that sounds basic, right? But if we're hiring someone, we're hiring someone who has to be on the phone all day, they have to be comfortable being on the phone. They probably should like being on the phone all day, you know? So really getting that right person and getting the right training and having them be in the right seat on the bus. So one of the, another tactical thing, and I know it sort of feels like we're going all all over the place here, but honestly, these are like really practical things that you can put into place. I know all of us aren't super like detail oriented, like high C people, but at times you have to train someone in a role, like say, I love that with salespeople. Like that's our jam training salespeople Mm because they're just like us, right? Right. I mean, we're pretty good at that. It's when got it. Yeah, Let's exactly. Go. Okay, yeah. Next one. It's yeah. when you're training. Yes, yeah. when you're training yeah. a role that is not your natural. Something that I have found natural self. Something that I have found that has helped me because it's hard for me to think about all the details in the process. Is I explain to them, you know, I'm not super detail oriented. I know how to do this job, and so what I'm going to ask of you is I'm going to go through a lot of details. Please write everything down. Also write the questions down. And we're going to circle back. I'm going to give you 30 minutes to an hour at the end for me to go over questions. Because what I found is when you're training something on a very detail-oriented job, when you're not detail-oriented, their questions sometimes can interrupt you to where you, it, you're having a hard time training them. And so it works the way you say it works. So take control when you're training them in terms of this is how it's going to work. You're going to write things down as I say them. You're going to write the questions down. And then we're going to circle back and answer your questions. So then that way you're not all over the place because for us that aren't detailed, that can really distract us. Okay, I just want to emphasize something you just said really quick. You said it works the way you say it's going to work. Yes. I, I just, that was a nugget and I just felt yes. like I had to point that out. Sorry, say, yeah. go ahead. Is that the first time I've said no, that? No, that's great. On the I, podcast? first time I heard it. I'm, I'm first oh, of all, wow. I, I say it about great. five times a day around. I, I wrote, I wrote that gold okay, down. Awesome. That was yeah. gold. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other thing, this is, this is almost like the anti-training, but I'm going to say it, which is. <laughs> this is going to be good. Um, there are some, yeah, there are some times when you don't actually know how to do the job that you're hiring someone to 100%. do. 100%. And I want to give all of you permission to go find an expert that's doing that really well and hire that person to train your person. We had to do that with inside sales. I'm not an inside salesperson. That is not my natural gift. But you know what? We needed someone and we needed an amazing person to train them like Anna, who did an incredible job training our ISA. So don't be afraid to spend money on the right person to train your right hire to succeed. Yeah, especially when you're getting your organization up and running. And, you know, one of the gifts that I got was my first director of operations. She's actually my first assistant who turned into a director of operations. She had a love for training and a love for teaching. And so she really helped me a lot at the beginning with training people. Um, And so, you know, that's not always 
something you're necessarily looking for in your first assistant or your first operations director. But I mean, if they have it or if they like it, that's a really nice bonus because it'll help your organization grow faster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to move into another like hack and tactic that I use um, a lot. And and I'm going to start it with a A hacktic. A hacktic. Oh, you are so good. (laughs) Wendy the wordsmith strikes again. Gosh, I miss you ladies. Can we just spend every day together? So good. I'm going to go buy that URL. Yeah, you need to. Because are you, <laughs> you literally doing it now? So look up. I'm talking. Oh my gosh. Were you literally <laughs> I'm listening. No, I'm she was trying to buy it. I wrote hectic.com. I'm not going to buy it while I'm recording the podcast. Oh, I have a story. I literally have bought URLs. I'm not that. During Zooms that I'm presenting on when an idea comes. I'm that person. Okay, anyway, here, here's, my, here's my hack. And it starts with a story. I was getting overwhelmed story in my life. Like, you know, I pile on a little much. And I finally was like, you know, to my business partner, I'm like, Ben, I need an assistant. We've got to carve budget for an assistant or I'm going to go cray cray and bring everyone down with me. Right. So he's like, yeah, I think everyone's noticing you need an assistant. So he goes, okay, here's the deal. We can carve budget. We can figure it out. You have to promise me one thing. I'm trying to say this without laughing because if you you know me really well, he goes, okay, you can't abandon them. You have to promise <laughs> you will let them follow you around. I, I know you, you're not going to sit down and train. Via, they have to follow you around for a minimum of 30 days everywhere you go. That's the deal. Every non-confidential meeting, conversation, everything. Promise me and then you get your assistant. So that's what I did. And it changed the way I tell my people to train. To tra- It changed everything because I was able to do what I do anyway and not really go back that many steps, right? Not, not really, you know, I didn't stop moving the needle forward, but I was able to, you know, they would hear me just like we talked about soft skills. They would go off on their own and do hard skill training, right? All the tutorials and all that. But what it did is it enabled me to break it down like we talked about earlier and say, you know, hey, Sarah, you know, did you notice I said this? This is why. And and Seychelle, you know, by the way, you know how you're training on, on our CRM right now? Do you understand how important it is that they get the messages now that you've, you've spent a day in this in this office with me? You get it now. You get the ramifications of them not getting that email. And and you can kind of tie it back, Sarah, to your point about like knowing the why, right? And then, you know, the part of this is every time I do something now, I've done this for years and years. I got this from Abe Shreve, from a former coach I had, Abe Shreve, is we I started a video library back in 2015. And because here's the deal, guys, if you don't have someone helping you, you're probably doing it anyway. Most of the time, not always. This is a position that's helping you leverage what you're doing already. It's not necessarily all new stuff, right? Someone's doing it. So don't forget that you can screen capture, you know, with audio, anything you're doing on your computer and you can record that and talk through it. And I could give you 25 examples in real estate, how to do a a CMA, a pricing analysis, how to input something into the MLS, whatever it is, you can record it and talk out loud. Oh, you know what? I always miss this one. Don't miss this one. This is a really easy box to miss. And this is what it means. And, and, And all of a sudden, over time, you've got this video library of things that you were doing anyway. Yeah, I think that's so smart. Yeah, because I think a lot of people especially when they're looking to move from E to P in terms of just being a solopreneur to really building a business, 
this idea of like having to train someone and I don't have systems and I got to get my systems in order is really a huge mindset block. But uh, the good advice that I got at the beginning was, is you just need to hire someone who's good at at creating systems for you. And all they need to do is, is follow you around. And then I would take it a step further. Either they're doing the video, they're the one doing the videos, right? They're the ones that are actually doing it. And at the same time, they're taking notes. And those notes are the foundation of your operations manual. Yep. I love right? that, 100%. And that, I mean, that's the way to overcome that I don't have time to hire someone right now to yes. train them. Like, yes. well, do you have time to, for someone to follow you? Like it, it, it's not adding any additional time to your schedule. Just have them follow you around, right? I had a coaching call with uh, Gary Keller on Friday and I was telling him some of our struggles that we're having right now. And, you know, he reminded me of, you know, he paid someone for six months to follow him around and to document. And that's where a lot of what Keller Williams was built on came from was those six months. And so it's it's okay to have someone, like I don't have a training program but I know what I, how to do this job. So just come with me, <laughs> right? Come watch me and take really good notes. Really, really good notes. So I love that, Via. Yeah, and, and, and I think just, just to drive a, a nail on that, we can move on, but, but it's such an important topic because many of our listeners, us, we're in service-based you know, businesses, right? Whether it's financial advising, insurance, real estate, whatever, you know, we're not manufacturing widgets, right? That's right. And we get paid for our soft skills. And that's why mm-hmm. we do so many episodes on soft skills. You know, we've done episodes on communication, on EQ, you know, emotional intelligence. And, you know, it, soft skills are very, very important. And I, I think in training, if you get anything from this episode, it's don't forget those. Don't forget, even even with an ops admin position, right? They're people facing most likely. They're either, you know, many of us are running customer service representative sales forces, potentially consumer facing, right? Certainly our sales forces are. And so it's not just how to train someone to input things and do data entry or do social media. It's the, you know, the, the copy behind it, you know, the, how you talk, how you present, all of it is really important. How you send an email. Right? I mean, yes. everything. The, the how and the why. Yeah. The other thing I would mention too as your organization grows is the value in cross-training so that you're not only one step away from getting that job back always. You know, because you can train and all of a sudden you train in these silos. Everybody's highly trained in what they do, but nobody knows what the person next to them does. And so just making sure you're taking time to allow for cross-training and making that a priority so that when people go on vacation, if people leave, any of that you're not always one step away from getting any job in the organization back. I love that say. I, I had a huge life change in my organization when I made the decision that I will never hire one agent again at a time. That was huge for me. Yeah. Huge for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, think yeah, about how so you smart. can scale your training to where you can train five people at the same time, right? Yeah, and I can guarantee you that there is someone listening right now who needs to hear that so badly, who Mm -hmm. has built a small team, their team has fallen apart, they've gotten all the jobs back, and they've chosen not to rebuild their team. And so I'm speaking to you right Mm. now, is get back on that horse and start training your people. And you really want to get your organization big enough 
so that you know you don't have that happen to you. And and again, that's all about the, it's all about yeah. training. They so, learn well, especially so much. with salespeople. So, Via and right? I are like talking over each other. Sorry, because <laughs> we're Via. so excited. Because we're, <laughs> we're excited sorry. about it, Sarah. Yes. Like this is a good topic. And and the thing, Sarah, about it is like when you're you're hiring salespeople, you actually want to hire three or five or however many. Mm-hmm. You you want that. There there's going to be a really good friendly competition that's going to feed on them. Right. It's yeah. a great thing. They learn so much from one another. So part of our onboarding training process with our agents is they do their buyer and listing presentations in a group and five people watch them and then they see the coach give feedback. And they learn so much from others learning what they learn and seeing different ways of saying things and things like that. It's, it's, it's very powerful to, be, to train in a group. Very powerful. So. I agree. So what we kind of went over today was the mindset that this is a process, not an event. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not just one thing, right? And then we also went over, ladies, some some tangible tactics on, you know, what to put in your training modules, whatever you want to call them, having milestones, being super clear on what the outcome you want to be on their top 20%, right? Sarah had a great idea on, look, you know, train four or five people. If you have a big organization, don't just bring one person on, especially sales forces. I couldn't agree more with that. We talked about doing a video library where you're screen capturing your stuff. We talked about, what else did we talk about, ladies? Soft skills versus hard skills, making sure you're you're addressing those. And having confidence. Cross-training. Having confidence. Cross-training. And I do, we do, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do their feedback loops. Yeah. Well, you know, once again, our valued listeners, we thank you for joining us today. We we hope you got something out of the episode and we would love you guys to tell all your friends about it and uh and refer us to them. Have a great day and thank you. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. And help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.